the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 98CO, Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Former President George H.W. Bush among those on hand this morning at the St. Martin's Episcopal Church in Houston for the funeral for his wife of 73 years, former First Lady Barbara Bush. Also on hand, a number of family members, including Mrs. Bush's granddaughters, who paid tribute by reading portions of the Bible's book of Proverbs about a wise and godly wife. She girds herself with strength and makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff, and her hands hold the spindle. Katie Guggenheim was among more than 6,000 people who made their way to the church yesterday for a public viewing. She says she always admired the way that Mrs. Bush managed to keep family first, even amid a swirl of political concerns over the years. This is SRN News. House Speaker Paul Ryan has announced his decision to retire and will not be seeking re-election to the House of Representatives in the upcoming midterms. He believes he'll be passing the torch to another Republican Speaker of the House. But this leaves us with many unanswered questions. Join the Patriot for Overtime on the 29th as Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher discuss this announcement and much more. Visit am1280thepatriot.com for tickets. Good afternoon, just after 1 p.m. here at the Patriot. Glad to have you joining us on a beautiful Saturday afternoon. Up next, it's the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's the Northern Alliance Radio Network with the headliner, Mitch Berg. Mitch Berg is ready to go. Plenty to talk about. He is shadowboxing in the studio. He is up to Brad Brad Carlson is tomorrow at 2 p.m. And King Banyan is every Saturday morning at 9 a.m. over on Business 1440. A beautiful day today, mid-50s and mostly sun. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The bright, shining spot of red in the sea of dingy, dismal, institutional blue. 14 years strong, dominating since uh, Twin Cities weekend radio. Ergo, dominating Twin Cities radio. Uh, by the way, my blog every weekday is uh, Shot in the Dark. Found it shotinthedark.info. It was a blog before. Blogs were all that. And it's a blog now that blogs are not all that. And everyone got out of the fad and the right people stuck with it. All due respect to all of you who are listening who tried blogging and found you had better uses for your time. No disrespect. Just saying, those of us who are in it still, do it because for the love of the game. And, you know, maybe a hundred bucks a year in advertising revenue. Anyway, uh, I, what am I trying to say? Oh, yeah, making talk radio great again, the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Ah, let's see. What, what's, there's a lot to go. First of all, big, big event coming up next uh, Saturday afternoon. 
the uh, gun rights rally at the Minnesota State Capitol. I hope to see you all there. I'm going to attempt to perform a bit of subterfuge to get myself there. It's going to take some doing. I think I'm up to the task. If not, I'll be here next Saturday. If uh, Either way, I will be here via the miracle of of, uh, of recording uh, and perhaps by phone as well. We'll see. I'm not exactly sure uh, what uh, how we're going to work it out, but uh, between me and the crack production staff, we will make it happen. Uh, the big news this past week, probably in Republican as opposed to purely conservative circles, is the death of a former First Lady Barbara Bush, the longtime, as in 73 years, wife of former President George H.W. Bush. That's unbelievable to me in this day and age when my marriage lasts 10 years and broke up like a Walmart end table. I'm amazed to see people staying together that long. And I'm going to... I'm going to just take a step back. I mean, my condolences to the Bush family and to, uh, every, in case they're listening, uh, and uh, to everyone involved, and, and really our condolences to the nation, because Barbara Bush was a great first lady, not necessarily out there and 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 taking on a, an especially active political role like, for example, Hillary, Hillary Clinton and, uh, and Barbara Bush, not Barbara Bush, uh, Hillary Clinton and... Uh, uh, Barack Obama, uh, Michelle Obama, thank you very much. Couldn't remember her name for a second there. Did. Uh, both obviously very activist first ladies. Hillary Clinton activist to the point that she went promptly into politics after uh, leave, after the family left the White House. And uh, Michelle Obama, who knows what you listen to Michelle Obama's fans. You never know what she's going to wind up doing, uh, perhaps uh, running for president herself, I've heard some people suggest I don't see it happening. By the way, uh, there's a lot of conservatives who have a lot of contempt for Michelle Obama. Uh, I, ha- I have contempt for some of her beliefs, this whole idea that she didn't become proud to be an American until Barack Obama was elected. That was a little stretchy, but yeah, there's some of the criticism she takes from some of the right is is way below board, and I'm not going to participate in it. But Barbara Bush... Uh, like her daughter-in-law, Laura Bush, uh, took took the sort of a, uh, a sitting back role, uh, pretty much not an especially active role as first lady. They had some some minor things that they did, uh, but they, they neither of them was especially active, even as much as Nancy Reagan had been, for that matter. Uh, a more traditional, perhaps, role uh, for a first lady, and nothing wrong with that. Uh, sometimes wonder if that itself is not an endangered species in this day and age. But I, I bring it up partly because uh, I think, like most Americans, with a few notable exceptions, I, I genuinely admired Barbara Bush for uh, what she had gone through in her life. I did not know this. She, oh, she, As long as I've known of her, and I've known of Barbara Bush since the late 70s when, when George Sr., uh, started becoming a candidate for higher office. He was the CIA director, I believe, in, under uh, the Nixon, perhaps Johnson administration, uh, Johnson Nixon administrations. Uh, he, he was a high-placed Washington official even before he became Ronald Reagan's vice president for two terms. And as long as I've known of Barbara Bush, her hair's been completely white. And going back to relatively younger days, I mean. I, I, like many, some of you in the audience of a certain age and a certain amount of paying attention to politics at that age, might have known that as long as we've known of her, going back 40 years in some of our cases, she's had completely white hair. 
And I didn't know until this past week. This is because she, it, it went completely white after her daughter, Robin, died. It lost a daughter very young. Tragic, uh, traumatic, horrific event in any parent's life. Uh, as a parent of two and a half, I can't imagine the horror that would be. And her hair went white after that, which is just one of the physiological effects that can attend an extremely traumatic event. And she left it that way the rest of her life uh, as a remembrance of her daughter. And, and I had no idea. Anyway, she's a wonderful lady in a lot of ways, apparently, and I, and I feel the world is a worse place for her passing, inevitable as that is. But I bring it up in the context of an article that uh, came out this past week by a fellow that has been, it came out in, uh, in New York Magazine uh, this past week, by a fellow that has been one of this blog's kick toys, uh, one of this blog and show's kick toys, I should say, uh, ever since the very beginning, a fellow named Jonathan Chait, C-H-A-I-T. He's been a, a, a far left writer uh, for quite some time. He first got on our radar here on the Northern Alliance for writing a, a story for, I believe at the time it was the New York Times, uh, say, basically justifying hatred of George W. Bush. Not just dislike, not just disagreement, but outright hatred of George W. Bush. And he's... Like most of the the hard left, and and Mr. Chait is certainly a a member of the far left. In fact, he's been a a leading, uh, although largely unknown, still a leading writer for the cause of the far left. For so long, he's probably being passed on the left by some of the uh, younger writers. Uh, But he had a piece that came out this past week in the New York magazine called The GOP's Never Trumpers Are Really Just Never Democrats. And he writes about David Brooks, who's the New York Times op-ed page long-standing ambassador of the center-right, a very, very moderate Republican, it'd be hard to call him a conservative of any sort, uh, wrote, quote, a self-flagellatory column about the failure of anti-Trump Republicans to influence their own tribe. It was remarkable for what it said, but for what it didn't. When someone uses that line, by the way, uh, pelt them with rocks and garbage. After lingering over the grim evidence, President Trump's approval rating still hovers in the low 40s. That's out of date. And more important, he commands the near-unanimous support of the Republican base. Brooks concluded, a lot of us never-Trumpers assume momentum would be on our side as his scandals and incompetence mounted. It hasn't turned out that way. What And Chait goes on to write, what implications might be drawn from the implacable support of the party base for the manifestly incompetent, scandal-ridden party leader? One might entertain the conclusion that no combination of fact and logic can dislodge the Republican base from its tribal loyalties. The interpretation must be supported by such evidence as the fondness of Republicans for birtherism, (laughs) their distrust for climate science, and so on. You see, people who aren't progressive Democrats are a bunch of ignorant rubes. That's that's Jonathan Chait's line. Perhaps the Republican base, as currently constituted, is hopelessly immune from reason as opposed to the people who think that universal registration will stop gun violence. Anyway, uh, he goes on to say, though, here's here's the thing that I think is most interesting. And this is something I've I've you've heard me talk about on this show for years. I usually in the context of someone like Laurie Sturdivant, who goes, why can't Republicans be more like they were in the 1970s when we all worked together? Meaning the Republicans of the 1970s were basically willing to go, hey, sure, I could take your abuse. How much more? <laughs> Send me more. Uh, please, ma'am, can I have another? 
Uh, anyway, Jonathan Chait, uh, and I quote, but Brooks's calm did not come to the, the conclusion. Indeed, amazingly enough, he did not consider the option of uh, what Jonathan Chait suggested, uh, changing parties, joining the Democrats. And I quote, the idea of abandoning the Republican Party because it's authoritarian and toxically anti-intellectual <laughs> was apparently as unfathomable to him as a fish in a polluted river deciding to live on land. If you want to understand why an event as large and potentially cataclysmic as the election of Donald Trump has not yet scrambled the long trench warfare stalemate between red and blue America, this dynamic is a good place to start. We have in our hands a basic model of how the parties and voters are supposed to operate. If a party swings too far to one side or another... Uh, it forfeits its claim to responsible governance. It will suffer some political consequences from voters who will ultimately force it back. Now, make sure we're clear on what he's saying here. When parties swing too far away from the center, responsible voters leave them and go to the center. This institution, by the way, uh, has its uh, has its historical basis. In Finland in 1930 and in Belgium later in that decade, conservative politicians closed ranks with their socialist adversaries in order to block the ultra-nationalist right. In France last year, François Fillon called for his center-right party, the Republicans, to support Emmanuel Macron in the runoff rather than Marine Le Pen. Uh, almost nothing of the sort has happened in the United States. Now, I want to consider that for a moment here. Jonathan Chait says the Republican Party has swung so far out to the extreme that it's, it's time for Republicans to consider moving to the left or the center, as he calls it, to the more reasonable party, which he would have you believe is the Democrat Party. Now, this is because, according to him, Donald Trump is the voice of the extreme. And by the way, if you're a liberal... Donald Trump certainly must seem like the extreme. Uh, this is this is uh, <laughs> you have to accept at that point the fact, or I'm sorry, not a fact, the opposite of a fact, the belief on faith. The Republican Party has moved away from the mainstream, but that the Democrat Party is right tucked in at the center. Nice, right there in the comfy middle. And if that's what you assume, then you've not been paying attention to American politics. Now, bear in mind, who were the presidential nominees from the Republican Party before Donald Trump? You had Mitt Romney, John McCain, George W. Bush, Bob Dole, George H.W. Bush. None of them is what you would call a flaming extremist. As compared to the front runners of the Democrat Party in each and every case, you can name them yourself. Jonathan Chait thinks that it's time for responsible conservatives to abandon the Republican Party and move to the Democrats to show the extremists uh, what's what. Well, let's talk about that when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. If
If you're drowning in IRS debt and can't afford to pay, then you need to take advantage of special IRS tax programs that are available and free yourself from IRS collection efforts once and for all. Due to the financial hardship consumers are facing throughout the country, the Internal Revenue Service has made it easier to settle delinquent tax problems. An open phone line has been established by Community Tax for consumers to call and see if they qualify. Take down this number or store it in your cell phone, but call the Community Tax Helpline at 800-500-5588. If you owe back taxes to the IRS and cannot afford to pay them back, or even if you have years of unfiled tax returns, there's no need to fear anymore. But you have to call the Community Tax Helpline today at 800-500-5588 for the help that you need. Don't take on the IRS alone. They can attack your wages, savings, pension, home, and even your Social Security check. Call 800-500-5588 for your free consultation and to see if you qualify. That's 800-500-5588. Want to change how you feel significantly? ReliefFactor.com will do that for you. Support for temporary relief of minor aches and pains. If you're out there exercising, you go a little bit too far as I did on Saturday, you definitely need Relief Factor on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Actually, I take it every day, as do tens of thousands of people. They know that they should have Omega, which is fish oil, Resveratrol, which you can get from drinking red wine, but you don't know how much. I carry and curcumin all together, carefully calibrated, perfectly formulated, the combination of four natural supplements that everyone agrees you ought to be taking every single day. This makes it easy to do in the amount that is appropriate for your body. The starter pack is nineteen ninety five. You try it for three weeks. Put everything else away that your doctor says you can put away. Don't not take what he tells you to take. And then see if you don't feel terrific. You'll feel much better. ReliefFactor.com works. Tens of thousands of people say so. Their testimonials are abundant and real and sincere. Go and watch them and get ReliefFactor.com. There are 58 House seats up for grabs, two-thirds of which are currently held by Republicans. We see Tim Pawlenty running for a third term as Minnesota governor. Plus, Paul Ryan's resignation leaves us wondering if a member of the GOP will fill the speaker's role. There are plenty of local and national changes and crucial positions available. AM 1280, The Patriot is bringing our conservative heavy hitters to town on Sunday, April 29th. Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher are in tune with the current political climate and will provide great insight and conversation. Join your fellow Patriot listeners in keeping the Twin Cities right. Plus, what would a Patriot event be without our local favorite, Ed Morrissey, blogger for HotAir.com? Overtime will be held at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka off of Highway 169 and Bren Road. Get your tickets before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. General admission tickets are just $20 each. This event is sponsored by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks and Lucky's Station. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. is the number to call should you care to join me. Also monitoring the conversation on Twitter at hashtag Narn Show, N-A-R-N Show. So, Jonathan Shade plaintively calls out for Republicans to convert to the uh, Democrat Party to uh, as, as a natural response to the Republican Party becoming extremist. And, and, he, and I say plaintively because of this paragraph. Imagine... 
being one of those moderate Republicans of some political consequence, the like of likes of, of John McCain and Mitt Romney and the Bushes, who were repudiated at the polls, by the way. Uh, look around at what 16 months of President Trump has wrought, watching Fox and Friends, refreshing the news sites for the latest national security debacle. You mean like? North Korea eschewing further nuclear testing. Uh, anyway, uh, would you decide each morning to remain in the Republican Party? And, and yet, in varying ways, anti-Trump conservatives have all uh, taken the impossibility of transpartisan cooperation as a given. The boldest of them have framed Republican-branded dissident groups like Stand Up Republican Republicans for the Rule of Law. Uh, one might defend this as necessary to garner the approval of party faithful who theoretically recoil at criticism of Trump that comes from sources whose loyalty is suspect. But Trump has had no loyalty of labeling anyone who gets in his way as an agent of Hillary Clinton, blah, 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 blah. In other words, what would happen if moderates started coming over to the big left, to to the Democrat Party? Because, as we know, the Republican Party is the extreme, are the extremists, and the Democrat Party are not, Right? Two bits of evidence flying in the face of Jonathan Chait's uh, thesis here. Number one, in regards to former First Lady Barbara Bush, uh, a California college professor, California California State Fresno, uh, creative writing professor, uh, Randa Gerard, wrote, and I'll have to censor myself as I go because there are numerous FCC violations in this uh, tweet, Barbara Bush, by the way, the woman looks kind of like uh, uh, Joy Behar, a uh, combination of uh, the love child of Joy Behar and, and Jabba the Hutt. Uh, oh, Mitch, aren't you being appearancist? Aren't you being weightist? Well, I don't know. Yeah, I probably am. People like this bring out the worst side of me, I got to say. Anyway, uh, Randa Gerard wrote, <clears> hmm. <throat> Barbara Bush was a generous and smart, amazing racist who, along with her husband, raised a war criminal, wrote Randa Gerard on Twitter, according to the Fresno Bee. This is in a piece from the Washington Post. In another tweet, the professor wrote, I'm happy the witch is dead. Can't wait for her rest of her family to fall to their demise the way 1.5 million Iraqis have. Bye. Ah, by the way, don't you hate it when middle-aged people try and, and act online like they're teenagers? B Y Y Y E E E E E E E E E. I just want to. Ugh. Again, doesn't bring out my better self. Uh, back to the Washington Post piece. Gerard's words and others that she used as she argued with critics for hours during an overnight tweet storm sparked a backlash that would soon prompt the university to distance itself from her remarks. School officials said they were reviewing the tenured professor's position, and the university's president and provost have rebuked Gerard. But Gerard knows what side her uh, cookie crumbles. By the way, Gerard pointed to the comments as an example. What it's like to be an Arab-American Muslim woman with some clout online expressing an opinion, looking at the racists going crazy at my mentions right now. Because, of course, if you disagree with someone being a, a vapid ghoul, you must be a racist. I mean, if this woman was a white Presbyterian male, I wouldn't have referred to I wouldn't have taken any umbrage at someone calling Barbara Bush a witch, cheering her death. I mean, you think you think if this person had been someone just like, I don't know, me, I wouldn't have been repulsed by those comments? Look at the racists going crazy. Uh, projection. The profet- Oh, and I love this. By the way, those of you who are waiting for the collapse of the higher education system, move that second hand a little closer to midnight. 
The professor taunted those attacking her. Again, this is the Washington Post. Sharing a contact number was that of the Arizona State University's suicide hotline and said she was a tenured professor who makes $100,000 a year. I will never be fired, she tweeted. I mean, how... What a narcissistic pig do you have to be to publicly post a suicide hotline? That's an abuse of the hotline's resources. And clearly the sign of someone who was so obsessed, such an incredible malignant narcissist, leaving aside the fact that she speaks, that she's so, her soul is so rotted by her point of view that she thinks nothing of of slandering the dead. She also thinks that her little tantrum is more important than the actual important work of the university suicide hotline, which, since the election of Donald Trump, has no doubt been working overtime. I mean, it's not like they need a lot of prank calls, a lot of a lot of curious calls, a lot of a lot of mindless followers calling in, which I'm told they had. What an unbelievable, remorseless narcissist! And she's probably right. She probably can't be fired because, as she says, uh, "LOL, let me help you." You should tag my president. Uh, Joseph L. Castro, what I love about being an American professor is my right to free speech. And what I love about Fresno State is that I always feel protected and at home here. Gerard Route, go Bulldogs. Well, they, uh, they, they, they do have free speech has its consequences. Uh, and here's hoping that uh, the consequences include Fresno State uh, seeing, like a lot of universities are seeing, an epic uh exodus in 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 people the other uh story by the way that came out that made me think about this was the uh recent uh passage actually not passage but the uh consideration of a bill in the california state legislature that uh basically is an attack on free speech sunday evening new york magazine uh, uh, interesting uh, this is a piece by david french i should say in the national review uh California State Assembly is set to vote on a bill that would, among many other things, ban the sale of books expressing Orthodox Christian beliefs about sexual morality. Assembly Bill 2943 would make it, quote, an awful, unlaw- excuse me, an awful, no, an unlawful business transaction to transact attended to result or that results in the sale or lease of goods or services to any customer that advertise, offer to engage in, or do engage in sexual orientation change efforts with an individual. The bill, says Jonathan French, then goes on to uh, define sexual orientation change efforts as any practices that seek to change an individual's sexual orientation. This includes efforts to change behaviors or gender expressions or to eliminate or reduce sexual or romantic attractions or feelings between individuals of the same sex. Do you have any idea how radical this is? What this would do is, in effect, ban the Bible in California. Not only would it ban selling Bibles, it would ban buying the Bible if you were a person questioning your own sexuality. Because the Bible is, if nothing else, and it is many other things, but it's quite clear that guys are guys and girls are girls. 
Men are men and women are women. And that would be illegal under this law if it's passed into law. And given California's legislature these days, I wouldn't doubt for a moment that it passes into law. Don't bet against it. It'll, it'll be challenged in court. And if if there is a constitutionalist left in the Supreme Court or any court of appeals below it, it will be shot down with extreme prejudice. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, if I will get you 10, it gets passed into law. And so when Jonathan Chait asked, why don't Republicans become Democrats? The answer is, Donald Trump may seem extreme to you, but it's your side that is the real extremists. And as we're seeing, in fact, I've seen them in my in my own precinct caucus. I've seen a fair number of Democrats who are fleeing, fleeing the Democrat Party for the Republican Party because of their extremism. So maybe Chait is wrong, just 180 degrees off. Uh, let's go to the phones. St. Louis Park, Mark, you're on the Northern Alliance. you got about 30 seconds here. Oh, he bailed. Sorry about that. So Jonathan Chait, that's the, he's, he's, he's half right. He's half right. People are moving, moving away from the extreme party. They did in the last election, in fact. <laughs> I mean, you had a, a party uh, led by Hillary Clinton whose entire message was contempt for red state Americans, blue-collar white people, blue-collar people of all races, really, but uh, she needs Latino and black voters. So she kind of kept it focused. But the real extremists are, in fact, the ones on the left, the people who dance up and down on graves, and not just Barbara Bush's grave, although that's particularly repulsive. I, I rem- You look at what happens after the death of any, not even conservative, but any Republican figure, and these these nauseating expressions of joy and, and, and schadenfreude that you get from people on the mainstream of the left. We're talking people who have TV shows, work in the media, entertainment, people who are not fringe figures. Every time someone is as mild-mannered as Tony Snow dies or, 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 well, Barbara Bush, as we saw this past week, you see this sickening, childish display of, of just criminal ugliness. I say criminal. It's not criminal. We have a First Amendment in this country. California Assembly aside. Uh, anyway, that's why people are not moving to the left, Jonathan Shade, because the left is frankly insane. And when we come back, speaking of insane, we're going to be talking with Ed Morrissey about the, uh, about the overtime with Hewitt, Gallagher, and uh, that, that, that Larry Elder. That's it. Coming up next week. Go nowhere. What if your child truly loves school? At Maranatha Christian Academy, a pre-K through grade 12 college prep school, kids really do love coming to school. Maranatha Christian Academy exists to provide students an academically rigorous college preparatory education in a distinctly Christian environment of high values, character development, and exceptional student culture. Their low student-teacher ratios enable Maranatha staff to focus on your child's needs and challenges them to excel. Their new STEAM Center challenges students through collaboration, critical thinking, communication, and creativity, all in a new state-of-the-art facility. Maranatha Christian Academy is a truly remarkable school. You may just come to visit, but don't be surprised if you decide to stay. Maranatha Christian Academy is now enrolling for the upcoming school year. For more information or to schedule a tour, 
visit mcamustangs.org. That's mcamustangs.org. Maranatha Christian Academy, developing lifelong learners since 1978. When you're hiring, you don't want to waste time sorting through dozens of irrelevant resumes. You want an efficient way to get to a short list of qualified candidates. That's why you need Indeed.com. Post a job in minutes. Set up screener questions based on your job requirements. Then zero in on qualified candidates using an intuitive online dashboard. Discover why 3 million businesses use Indeed for hiring. Post a job today at Indeed.com slash hire. Search for greatness. Search Indeed. Picture yourself unemployed for 20, maybe even 30 years. That's what retirement can look like, 20 or 30 years with no paycheck. Consider this. There are over 2,000 rules that govern Social Security. There are hundreds of ways to file for it. It's not surprising so many Americans may be getting less Social Security than they've earned. Will you get the most out of your Social Security benefits? Call Sheila Franks at Lifestyle Financial and Tax Advisors. Sheila and her team will use time-tested methods to help you maximize your Social Security benefit. Get the Social Security benefit you have earned 763-545-5555 that's 763-545-5555 sheila and the team at lifestyle financial and tax advisor 763-545-5555 lifestyle financial and tax advisors is an independent financial services firm helping individuals create retirement strategies using a variety of insurance products to custom suit their needs and objectives investment advisory services offered through global financial private capital llc not affiliated with or endorsed by the social security administration or any government agency I started my adventure in the Air Force Reserve as a payload system operator. Flight medic in the Air Force Reserve. I'm a pilot for the Air Force Thunderbirds demonstration team. We do a lot in a little bit of time, and we have to do it very efficiently. It's a very exciting career. The Reserve gave me the opportunity to learn something totally different from what I did. The training in the Air Force Reserve is second to none. The most exciting thing in the Air Force Reserve is to be able to travel. It gave me the opportunity to go to college. That was definitely a bonus. And the Air Force Reserve gave me all those opportunities, and then even more. Start your adventure in the Air Force Reserve. AM 1280, The Patriot, 651-289-4488. By the way, I'm informed I was mistaken. Overtime is with Hewitt and Gallagher. Larry Elder's sitting this one out. By the way, speaking of which... I can't hold on much more. Unfortunately, I won't have to. Don't give up. It's only a week away. Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher coming up just a week from tomorrow here on the AM1280, The Patriot. Actually, we're going to be uh, down at the uh, the Marriott Southwest. And with us to talk about the event, Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher, and only Hewitt and Gallagher, is the person we're calling. We're, we're still kind of torn right now between whether he is the Burt Parks of Patriot events or the Jimmy Kimmel of Patriot events. But either way, Burt or Jimmy, it's Ed Morrissey uh, joining us here. Uh, Ed, welcome to the broadcast. <laughs> um, well, I, I don't think I cry as much as Jimmy Kimmel, so maybe I'm the Burt Parks. That's, we'll go for that. I, I, on the other hand, I don't want to sing, hear you sing uh, Here She Comes Miss America either. But uh, fortunately... At uh, Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher, you will not be called on to do any singing, or at least I pray to God you will not be called upon to do any singing. But you will be emceeing the event, as has become your, your norm here in, in recent years. Uh, uh, Ed, it's, 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 uh, what, what do you do to get ready for the big uh, hosting detail here at, uh, at uh, Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher? 
Well, normally I go out and shovel 15 inches of snow off my driveway, and I'm if it had been you know last week had been last weekend, that's what I would have been doing uh, to prepare <laughs> for it. But uh, you know, I, we work on some topics, and you know these these two guys are pros. So you just give them a couple of words and they're off to the races. And honestly, uh, you just try to stay out of their way so that uh, the audience gets as much of um, Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher as they possibly can get. And I'm really looking forward to being on stage with both of these fine gentlemen. You see, I'm just kind of amazed here that after years of being in a studio with me, you didn't go for the obvious setup line, which is you, you spend a week shoveling and then you're going to go on a stage with Hugh Hewitt and and those two things naturally go together. You got to learn how to shovel stuff to be on stage with you, or maybe you only can't when we're say that. About the Cleveland Browns, man. Only when, only when we're talking about the Cleveland Browns. Then there's a lot of heavy duty shoveling that's going on. And on any Cleveland team at all, really, it kind of all it all kind of comes back to Cleveland for him. Uh, but uh, on the other hand, uh, yeah, <laughs> Cleveland rocks, as, as the man says. So, uh, Ed, so, uh, so 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 what's uh, what, what's on your agenda for for overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher? Well, I think what we're going to talk about is the upcoming midterms. I think that's going to be, you know, the big topic. We'll probably talk a little bit about, um, you know, the the successes uh, of and and the not so successes of the Trump administration. Uh, I think we're going to wind up talking some about North Korea because the news out of North Korea has been rather stunning over the last couple of weeks. And uh, you know, Hugh and Hugh and Mike have been talking about it on the air. So I think that the audience is going to hear a little bit about that too oh, and, yeah. and get their analysis of it. You know, that's the thing that's kind of amazed me, if I may step away from overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher to talk a little bit of policy here. I've, it, it's hard to believe that, that presidents who stand up to dictators uh, with a, a stiff spine, uh, whether with dignified statesmanship or w- uh, with a scatological Twitter account, uh, either way, the idea that people standing up to dictators and bullies actually has an effect. Why? When in history has this ever happened, Ed Morrissey? <laughs> Well, golly, I don't know. Maybe 30 years ago it worked out pretty well for us when we did that. 30 uh, and 70 and, yes. And 70, <laughs> yeah. You know, about every 30, 40 years, I think we end up having to relearn that lesson. And, uh, you know, I think that there's a number of factors going on here. But I would also caution that yeah. what's going on in North Korea is um, is still to be determined, right? Because North Korea has offered a lot of deals and to, to renege on them down the road. Right. Uh, usually what they're trying to do is play for concessions so that they can get some fuel and some food into the country, and then they go right back to being as entrenched as, as ever. They seem to be going farther this time, though, and uh, you know, without the preconditions, and apparently they're not demanding the, the pre-talk uh, concessions yet. I think that's going to be coming, though. Right, and I'm sure it will. But on the other, this is this is not the first time. And as as I've been telling people uh, in relation to this, wait and see. I mean, they have they have uh, played us for time before, and I have a hunch it's entirely possible the younger Kim may be trying to stretch things out till 2020 at least uh, before he has to come to a reckoning on any of this. On the other hand, it is the first time he has offered any concessions, and that's uh, that has to be worth something. I, it is, and and again, I think there's a couple of other things that are going on here. One is that we applied a whole lot more sanctions, and I think these are biting. Uh, two other things that I think are important to keep in mind in terms of maybe being an argument against total skepticism. One is that they managed to apparently destroy their underground nuclear testing facility. Um, in the last series of tests, they had a collapse under the mountain range, and apparently it's not workable any longer. Um, or at least that's the idea. That's that's the speculation that we're 
that we've been hearing is that when they uh, in that last series of tests, when they had that uh, 6.3 uh, Richter earthquake that South Korea detected in that right where the testing was taking place, that they think that the whole thing may have collapsed. And that, that's why you don't call your neighborhood out. handyman for structural work. Uh, yeah, this is the reason why you don't, you know, set off nuclear bombs underneath mountain ranges too, uh, unless right. you're really sure that you know what the geology is like there. Uh-huh. Um, and the other, the other thing too is that when the um, when when the Kim regime uh, reached out and touched Kim's older brother in the Kuala Lumpur airport, uh, they ended up uh, rupturing the um, economic relationship that they had with Malaysia, which was one of their main ways of getting around the sanctions. And it may be that they are in a corner now that they can't get out of economically. So those are a couple things that might be arguing towards North Korea being serious about trying to settle all accounts and and uh, and, and trying to do things uh, a completely different way here in the future. But I, I, I've seen an awful lot of this, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to carry a healthy skepticism right down to the very end here. Freeze frame. For those of you who don't follow this stuff for a living, Ed Morrissey is referring to Kim sending a hit team to kill Kim's older brother at the Kuala Lumpur airport a number of years ago. I'm sorry. I should have made that clear. That's yeah. all right. That's all right. That's what I'm here for. I it feel ex nerve agent because... That's because right. that way you, you couldn't tell who it was that did it, right? That's right. Yeah, nothing, no, nothing, nothing is easily traceable as as nerve gas. That's actually right. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel sometimes I just I just sometimes I feel a little I, bit like the guy who on ESPN who always had to release the interpretation of Dennis Miller's uh, references after after NFL games when he was on ESPN way back when. So that's that's all. Just doing my job here, Ed. That's it. <laughs> I hear you. I yeah, hear you. Yeah, no problem. It's, that's how I earned my keep here. Well, or quote, earned, end quote, my keep here at the Patriot for a long time. So, anyway, uh, so this is, yeah, I, I, oddly enough, I mean, I, I did not come into this administration with the highest of hopes for Donald Trump. I think you and I have talked about this in the past. I was yep. very much, I, I would never call myself a never-Trumper. Uh, and as Hugh uh, said last, uh, Hugh and Dennis Prager said last time you you emceed one of their events, he has impaneled one of the most con- perhaps the most conservative cabinet of our lifetime, and it's having some effects out there. Not to mention the Gorsuch nomination for the Supreme Court, which will be redounding to conservatives' benefit for a generation, God willing. But uh, the the fact that he's done as relatively well, in fact, probably better on foreign policy than uh, in, perhaps on domestic policy jobs notwithstanding. I think that's been the biggest surprise for me, Ed Morrissey. Well, there's a couple of different things that I think have been um, surprising. One is that um, you have uh, you, you have this focus on trying to do something that most politicians don't do, which is to uh, keep your promises from the campaign trail. Uh, whether or not you like those promises, uh, he's been trying to keep them. I mean, I certainly like the promise of of appointing Neil Gorsuch and, and, and other conservatives to the judiciary, and there's been a huge focus on that. They've been trying to fill all of these uh, judiciary uh, slots as fast as they can, even if they're not filling other slots uh, nearly as fast as they should be. But the other part is, too, that you know, doing the tariffs and sort of the trade war stuff, um, that may not be as, as palatable to um, conservatives as the as the judge thing, but he right. is, you know, he's fulfilling his, his campaign promises. So, you know, overall, policy-wise, other than the trade stuff, which I think is a mistake, yeah. um, uh, the, the policies have been good. I mean, I think some of the behavior has been um, uh, certainly debatable, but the policies that are coming out 
are for the most part good. Spending probably is the biggest is the biggest issue. Yes, yeah, spending is a huge issue. The the trade war, of course, is something I was concerned about with Trump even before the election, and the personality stuff. I, I say it's it's high time presidents presidents kept their fur, uh, personal foibles under the the Oval Office table. Oops! Oh, hold it, darn! That's that's already been done. Never mind. Um, yeah, that was done about twenty years ago. Wasn't that's it? right. Okay, so we but we've tried that already. Anyway, uh, Ed Morrissey, we're talking uh, with who's the MC of next uh, Sunday night's overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher event. It's fun to talk a little policy with you once in a while. That I I sometimes uh, feel nostalgic about the old days here, but uh, you do. I do once in a while. In fact, you and me and King have got to get together and do another uh, worst of show. We got to decide on a topic. And 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 figure out how to totally and, and figure out another hour to do on the air because those are always some of the highlights of the year, Ed. So we'll have to work we on that. We should do 1970 sitcoms. We could do the worst oh, of the 1970 sitcoms. I hadn't even thought about that. Holy cow! That's brilliant. All right, <laughs> that is absolutely brilliant. I hadn't even thought about television. My God, this is fantastic. Yes, yes. Let's let's put it in the count. We'll we'll talk off the air here. But uh, first, we got to get through some business. Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher coming up uh, next Sunday night at the Marriott Southwest down on uh, Bren. Road in uh, between uh, between 169 and whatever's to the west of 160 Shady Oak. That's it uh, in Minnetonka. I hope you can make it down there. The, the tickets we've got we got some general admission tickets left twenty five uh, twenty bucks a pop. We've got a very limited number of VIP tickets left. Uh, those are ninety nine bucks and they are going fast. They may not last until Monday at this rate. So if you want one, hurry, hurry, hurry. The uh, Gallagher table is sold out. The Hewitt table is sold out. The Narn table is sold out, has been for quite some time now. Uh, that's going to be the fun time. How's, how's the Ed Morrissey table doing, by the way? Uh, well, it's located in the kitchen right next to the, right next to the, uh, to the fry vat. And so uh, I think it's just me and, me and my wife, and I think we can, we can uh, find a folding table, our folding chair, for, for a third person there. So that's, that's what I was told anyway. <laughs> well, all right. Everyone's happy then. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> anyway, Ed Morrissey, looking forward to seeing you next Sunday night, uh, along with the rest of the Narn gang. Brad and King will be there at the Narn table with me. We'll come back to the kitchen, say hi to, uh, to you and the better half, and uh, say hi to Marsha for me, by the way. I will definitely do that. Thank absolutely. you, sir. Absolutely. Now, Ed Morrissey, uh, former Northern Alliance, uh, great, uh, getting ready to uh, co-host or MC next week at Overtime with Hewitt and Gallagher. I will be there, so will the rest of the crew. Looking forward to it bigly, as the saying goes. AM 12A, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Much more Narn coming up right after this. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. This spring, the early bird gets the worm. They'll also get triple savings from standard heating and air conditioning. That's right. You can triple your savings in April when you purchase a new furnace and air conditioner. Go for the HVAC hat trick by saving up to $900 three times. Take advantage of utility rebates, manufacturer rebates, and April savings. Don't wait for those hot, humid days of summer. Take advantage of Standard's triple savings. And if you're already lucky enough to have an efficient air conditioner and furnace, Standard is running a special just for you, too. 
for April only. Save $50 on an air conditioner performance tune-up. It's a great way to make sure your AC is running as effectively and economically as possible. So don't wait. April is the only month Standard Heating is offering the HVAC Hat Trick Triple Savings. See the website for details at standardheating.com slash patriot. Some restrictions apply. Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Comfort you deserve. Standardheating.com slash patriot. TwinCitiesTuitions.com has been helping families for over seven years get into the school of their dreams. We have placed over 90 kids into private education, including Stacy's son. I have to say that this was an answer to prayer. This program made it possible for my son to transition into ninth grade into a wonderful school. Dealing with the station, particularly Alyssa, has been such a... A blessing. Education is one of the most important decisions that you can make as a parent. The difference that I've seen in, in my son in a Christian education is a confidence that can only come from Jesus Christ. He stands firm in the truth. He knows what he believes, and he's going to know that, that Jesus is the answer. Don't pay more than you need to for your child's first year of private school. Call me, Alyssa Brecken, at 651-289-4406 or visit our website at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you own a business, you can significantly reduce your tax burden and put that money towards your retirement. How? With a defined benefit plan under IRS Code 412E. Hi, this is Kim Mitchell from Alpha Financial. If you don't understand the 412E plan, you need to stop what you're doing and call me right now. If your financial advisor does not know about the 412E plan, chances are they're missing out on other opportunities for your portfolio. Call me now. I'll answer all your questions about the 412E plan with no obligation. And we can put tens of thousands of dollars back in your pocket where it belongs. We work with your tax account to optimize your tax savings and increase your retirement savings. 412E defined benefit plans are eligible for sole proprietors, partnerships, S-Corps, and LLCs. Call me at 612-860-8284. That's 612-860-8284. I'm a veteran and patriot listener. Securities offered through Innovation Partners, LLC, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Financial Wealth Solutions. Financial Wealth Solutions and Innovation Partners are separate entities. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488, the number to call should you care to join me, and I hope you do. It's called a talk show for a reason. That's one thing I want to go back to here. We were talking about before uh, we talked with Ed there for a moment, is is this this bill in California, and, and it ties in with Jonathan Chait's. Uh, plaintive screed about why, wondering why Republicans don't become Democrats out of revulsion for Donald Trump. And I, and I will say, I, I, while Donald, as, as we were talking about with Ed, while Donald Trump has surprised me in a couple of areas, he has confirmed my worst suspicions in others. I think the idea of a trade war so far is is deeply, deeply misguided. I'll, that's putting it kindly. I think it's actually worse than misguided. It's 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 perhaps the worst idea he's had. I think it's going to end up costing us more than his tax cuts have saved us, and that's a lot uh, because it's going to cost jobs. It will cost American jobs. Tax wars always uh, harm job producers, and 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 it frequently, almost invariably, it's while the job producers he intends to support, the steel workers, benefit. It's workers in others' industries that are affected by the blowback uh, that are hurt and hurt much worse 
than had we let the steel industry continue to suffer from Chinese, even unfair Chinese competition, which is a terrible thing to say. You want your steel workers to be working on the one hand. On the other hand, if we've been priced out of the market, we've been priced out of the market. I mean, you either believe in the free market or you don't, folks. You either believe that the free market is the best way uh, for for supply and demand for expertise and and use to be allocated, uh, or you don't. And, and that's kind of important. And, and by the way, it's kind of amazing how many Americans, even conservative, uh, well, Republicans, not not classical conservatives, uh, but certainly how many Americans, even some conservatives of uh, who are more focused on, say, law and order, security and moral issues than economic issues, don't get the fact that the free market sometimes is a pretty nasty teacher. I mean, if you are a buggy whip maker and there are no buggies, should you be going to government saying, please help us uh, buggy makers uh, come up with a way to survive in a non-existent market? Or should you perhaps learn a new trade? Take that that buggy whip making talent and turned it to making boots or or drawstrings for artisanal drawstrings for drapes or something. I don't know. I, I don't know what a leather worker does. Works leather. There's a lot of leather out there. Make coats, make boots. Okay, if you're a steel worker, you're probably thinking it'd be really, really cool if my industry are back working again. But it's not because the Chinese are, are have driven us largely out of the business. And, yes, there's a case to be made that America should have a steel industry in case we need to fight a war and the Chinese cut off our steel supply, leaving us without steel. There is certain, some, certainly something to be said for that. Uh, starting a trade war, I don't suspect, is the way to accommodate that. So Donald Trump has more than lived up to the best of my expectations in a couple of areas in terms of foreign policy far so far far exceeding his ex- expectations why it's almost as if john Matt- uh, john mattis is a better diplomat than madeline albright who could have possibly imagined that i know john mattis is is not a, a diplomat he's a secretary of defense he's a former marine uh he's a person with uh perhaps if anything less uh predilection to unnecessary chatter than than his president has uh when asked what he was going to do if iraqis got in his way during the run-up to baghdad in 2003 he said kill him because that's his job that's that's what he does when you're a marine general your idea is to kill the enemy until they surrender that's what he did First Marine Division, uh, which he was uh, commanding at the time, marched up to Baghdad along with the rest of the U.S. Uh, force in record time. It was a one-week march across hundreds and hundreds of miles of trackless desert uh, against, at that time, a fairly powerful military in zip, no time, practically speaking. It was an amazing achievement, and uh, the idea that you have someone in charge of your entire Defense Department who did that uh, earlier in his career should tell you something about the commitment to actually getting things done. And I can, again, as Ed said, and as I've been telling people all day about this, uh, about about Kim Jong-un's statements, uh, you're going to want to wait and see how things work out. Kim Jong-un is, is currently balancing a lot of dynamics in North Korea. 
the idea that there's a lot of people in North Korea who do, in fact, want him dead. And he Kim Jong-un has to kill them before they kill him first. Uh, he has to neutralize them before he finds himself dying of nine millimeter flu. Uh, it's 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 not a great position to be in. I mean, having absolute power means you have an awful lot of people who desperately, desperately want to kill you. And that's that's a, a it's a curiously tenuous position for someone to be in. And he knows that he has to appear to be uh, the strongest kid in the school, because if he's not, someone will take a run at him, uh, if, assuming they're not already. And yeah, standing down to someone like a Donald Trump, at least in the eyes of the outside world, because goodness knows the people of North Korea will hear about it only through extraordinary efforts from the West, from the South, uh, from South Korea, from Japan, uh, which happens, by the way. People from the North do get news from the South and from the outside world. It's just illegal, risky, and takes a lot of work. Uh, but it happens, and it's one of the things that's making Kim's reign more and more uncertain. One thing that history does show us, as Ed and I alluded to uh, when we were talking, it's that standing up to dictators, like standing up to bullies, is pretty much the only way to stop them, to to turn them back, to blunt their outward velocity so they have to face up to the inner rot that their rule is leaving and frequently not surviving that reckoning, as we saw in Eastern Europe 25 years ago. As, heaven willing, we will see in Venezuela before too terribly long. As, who knows, we could see in Cuba someday. Well, North Korea is probably the biggest and baddest of the uh, autocracies left on this planet right now. And if Donald Trump's uh, regime, and I use that in the classical sense of the term, not in the derogatory sense, if Donald Trump's uh, term in office leads to North Korea collapsing from within and becoming open to a much better state for its people, then Donald Trump will have been a very successful president indeed. Northern Alliance, AM 12A, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be back with Pete Stauber, CD8 candidate, run against Rick Nolan. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. Patriot listeners, save up to 25% on your business cleaning services. Are you thinking of changing your cleaning company? Are you looking for cleaner bathrooms, dust-free windowsills, and a higher level of quality control? Hi, I'm Jessica Carter, owner of CTC Professionals. We specialize in cleaning car dealerships and office buildings throughout the Twin Cities metro area. You'll get high-quality service when you choose us as your cleaning service provider. Call us at 651-404-0132 or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. As a bonus to Patriot listeners... You'll get your first initial cleaning at no cost and up to 25% off your first full month of service. We will work hard to make your facility as clean as possible without breaking your budget. So call us today at 651-404-0132. That's 651-404-0132. Or visit our website at affordablebusinesscleaning.com. Okay, so the big question for any decision you're going to make, is this actually going to work? Well, if you've heard about MediShare, which is a brilliant way of sharing healthcare costs, you may have wondered that. Does it work? Well, so did Dr. Stuart Hoover, who initially joined to save a lot of money. The typical family saves about $500 a month. Stuart saved even more. When we first joined, 
uh, MediShare, we were immediately going from a little over $1,600 a month down to uh, $460 basically a month. So that's wonderful. But then his wife needed emergency surgery and the bills added up to $160,000. So we were seeing the bills coming in and then the bills were being paid. Portions were being shared. And the end result of this is this bill was taken care of. Yes, MediShare works. And it's so easy to get your questions answered too. So why not? You can call right now. 844-41-BIBLE. That's 844-41-BIBLE. 844-41-BIBLE. There are 58 House seats up for grabs, two-thirds of which are currently held by Republicans. We see Tim Pawlenty running for a third term as Minnesota governor. Plus, Paul Ryan's resignation leaves us wondering if a member of the GOP will fill the speaker's role. There are plenty of local and national changes and crucial positions available. AM 1280, The Patriot is bringing our conservative heavy hitters to town on Sunday, April 29th. Hugh Hewitt and Mike Gallagher are in tune with the current political climate and will provide great insight and conversation. Join your fellow Patriot listeners in keeping the Twin Cities right. Plus, what would a Patriot event be without our local favorite, Ed Morrissey, blogger for HotAir.com? Overtime will be held at the Marriott Southwest in Minnetonka off of Highway 169 and Bren Road. Get your tickets before they're gone at am1280thepatriot.com. General admission tickets are just $20 each. This event is sponsored by Stone Decks by Minnesota Decks and Lucky's Station. AM 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis St. FFM 107.5 K298CO. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.